Hello, it is Friday, May 21st, 2021, and you're listening to the Pat McAfee Show. Pat had to get ready to run over to SmackDown tonight, live on Fox at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We still got a great show for you today down from the FanDuel Beach House in Tampa Bay. D-Butt's in studio with us. Former Patriots legend Lonnie Paxton joins the show. AJ Hawk, all the boys from Indy. It's a fun one. If you like the show, let somebody know, you know. Let's do a little uh, guerrilla marketing. If you don't like the show, just act like it never happened. We'll move along, and that's that. All right, let's get into it. Big show today. Hey, feel good Friday down here at the Fandle Beach House in beautiful Champa Bay, Florida. Now, we did find out the official shelf life of the Fandle Beach House down here in Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. It was announced this morning officially. Although there were rumors and rumblings around the internet, July 16th, the WWE, more specifically, Friday Night SmackDown will be live in Houston, Texas for the first event uh, with a full audience, I do believe there. cannot. Actually, I don't know what the full, whatever it is. I, I assume Texas it is. There will be people. I, I, assume. Assume. I, I saw full. You saw full? Yeah, I saw full. So yeah. we did officially. We beat be COVID. Yeah. Yeah. We did it. Woo. But in doing so, we will have to say bye to this place. And the future of me in SmackDown is one that we will have to figure out here. This is going to be very interesting. Did not know when this day would be coming in July 16th. Did know that it was coming. Uh, We'll kind of see how that whole thing goes. I've been enjoying the hell out of it. Been very lucky to be down here. Been very lucky to be a part of SmackDown every Friday night on Fox at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And to be honest with you, one of my favorite parts of this whole thing is when you come down to Florida, we get a chance to see this dude. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Thirst Trap King, Darius (laughs) Buck. It's not that hot outside either. Yeah, Darius showed up in full sweats, okay? This is two weeks, three weeks in a row now. It is, your Siri told you, it is 83 degrees out there. 82. 7,000% humidity. (laughs) Feels like 102. And this dude, South Florida, these Florida people, I don't understand it. He came in sweats in a full long sleeve. I don't know how you're doing it. I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that. I'm sweating my ass off. I got this thing set at 62 because I need this air conditioning to combat the air that's coming into the house. This is just normal for you guys, and I feel like the summer, it's only about to get even more ridiculous, huh? Yeah, so now summertime, this shit gonna change in the summertime. But right now, it's cool. What do you do? smooth. Is this like getting yourself ready? Like, you know how guys train and... Um like mile high and stuff like that to get their body ready for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And they uh, they lay in those things. What are those things? The sleeping things, those hyperbaric, hyperbaric chambers, chambers. Okay. Uh, you know, to get themselves prepared and sometimes work out in there. So are you just, have you just your entire life down here gotten yourself prepared for summer by acting as if everything else is cold? Because it's allegedly supposed to get up to like 99 down here in a couple of weeks, maybe even 100. And it's going to be 4,000% humidity. I might actually... I might fucking croak. Yeah. I might actually die down here. I don't know I how you guys man. do Does everybody just go inside for three months? Is that what Florida nah, is? No, nah, we're outside. Man, that's what it is. You grow up, uh, it's, it's summer, shit, all year round, really. So you just get used to it. <laughs> is that why you guys are so fast? Exactly. Uh, Always outside, man. Can play year round. Okay, so let's talk about speed now. All right, and I don't know where these dudes are from, but Bleacher Report somehow put together. By the way, good move by Bleacher Report. Yeah, genius. This is a very good idea. 
I, I wish it would have been live. Okay, heard yeah, about it later. Wish it, it would have been live. Would have been dope. But I assume the guys that were in it were like, ah, something could go wrong. So let's not go live because if somebody gets hurt away from the facility with everything going on, I don't know if that's why they made that decision. It could not. be, though. But that seems like a smart they, decision. Yeah, they were cutting promos on the field right before they did it. So before or after? Before, I believe. Are you sure? Because they were saying, I believe in Ruggs, he was like, I'm going to... Yeah, but this is like classic there. reality TV where you're like, oh, I'm so nervous right now. Yeah. And then they go into a court and they're sitting there or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> What's going through? Oh, I'm about happened. to poop right now. They might have been over already. Didn't they have something like this was that, like a couple years ago? Like 40 years, something gold. So the pro- ended up being some bullshit. So the Pro Bowl, was this Bleacher Report or no, was this? I, I forgot who it was. but uh, Dude, Marquis Goodwin. Bro, the Pro Bowl. Marquis, he won it. Yeah, yeah he won. And I think yeah. he was talking about getting his money. Do you remember the Pro Bowl? Pro Bowl way Throwback? back in the day. Oh, yeah. Used to have the quarterback challenge, okay? And I want to let you know, I'm no hero. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm no hero, okay? But the quarterback challenge, if it came back today and was able to come back today, would be awesome. I, you, I got fucking records, too. You can go back and check. A couple years ago, I seen the quarterback challenge for the first time, and I was like, need this, need this to happen somehow. I am in some conversations with some people. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And a lot of these conversations I'm with are with people who potentially, you know, could potentially. And they say, like, what are what are some ideas you think of things that would be cool? And one of the first things that's always pitched is, like, what I need you to do is go on fucking YouTube. Go back to, like, 1921 or whatever that is. It looks like it's in uh, 510 HD or whatever. Look at the quarterback challenge. It would be awesome. To do so, though, you're going to have to give up a real Real award to the winner. Right. Like, I know quarterbacks are rich, but if you're throwing for, I don't know, $5 million, you have it. Yeah, the people I'm talking to <laughs> yeah, have yeah. $5 million. But also, let's give $5 million to charity as well. Like, so, you know, and actually get, because I think if you put up an actual prize, everybody expects these super rich guys just to do things like pro bono because they're super rich. It's like, look, I, I respect that. I appreciate that. They go to a lot of golf scrambles. They do a lot of charity shit. But if you're going to get them to compete, like, if you actually have, like, a... Uh, like, hey, there's a chance I'm going to make some real fucking money on this thing. Like, I think that would potentially get the guys, that would, like the dunk contest. If the dunk contest did something like that, I think you would get the guys yeah. that everybody wants in there. But back whenever they used to do the 40, the quarterback challenge, yeah. everything like that, that was must, I, I don't know, I, I might have been small, so maybe it was just like I was younger. But now that I'm even watching it as an old, that shit needs to happen more often because guys compete all the time. Yeah. And it's great content, don't you think? Now, that would be dope. Dope, man, that uh, like you said, the quarterback challenge. The the first, I want to see who can throw it the furthest. Yes. Josh Allen, yeah. Pat yes. Mahomes, Stafford, and see who can actually do it. Um, because they had that obviously part of the challenge, the moving targets. That should definitely be dope. Well, the Bleacher Report putting together this forty yard dash, an incredible move. By yeah. the way, I mean, this is very, very. It's not easy to get these guys in it either. I mean, yeah. McCole Hardman is the second fastest guy on his team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, and I bet you he's a little bit frustrated about how people say what I just said all the time. Because <laughs> Mikol is like, uh, is it Mikol or Mikol? Mikol? Anybody know? I think it's, yeah. Mr. Hardman. I thought it was Mikol. On the broadcast, at least, they do Mikol. Mikol. Mm-hmm. So Mikol is tired, like everybody's saying, like, oh, you're not even fast guy on your team. It's like, okay. So he races Sheesh. against Henry Ruggs, gas. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. saw that last year whenever he was healthy. He was a game changer. Devin White, linebacker, okay? This makes no sense here. He, yeah. I don't know how he ended up in it. 
Thank God he was. Yeah. And then Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, obviously out of LSU. Everybody remembers Justin Jefferson, not only because last year he was Offensive Rookie of the Year or whatever, and uh, he was talked about as maybe being a top five player or whatever in the gritty and everything that he, he kind of launched. But also, uh, the Minnesota Vikings front office laughed in the Philadelphia Eagles' face when they didn't draft him and they got a chance to actually draft him. He's going on to be a superstar. Wide receiver, young wide receiver. You assume he's going to have the gas here. He's going to have the Jets. He's going to be like Rocket from down there and where? Mississippi or Alabama. Miko Hardman, 4-2-2, wins the race. <laughs> Fucking Jets. Dude. Yeah, that's flying. Why is everybody, like, I think it's gotten desensitized almost because there's more 4-2s now. 4-2 is unbelievable absurd at this point that is flying it's flying yeah. I, we don't know if it's hand time laser time we assume it's on a camera so somebody at home will probably correct them if we gotta see this footage man I, are yeah, we going to i assume they'll it. release it and they by the way to. when they release it will this story be dead already mm. i think so probably let's go to henry me. ruggs 426 devin white 437 justin jefferson came in last devin white the linebacker came in third at 437 justin jefferson four five <laughs> man Okay, still incredibly fast. Yeah, moving. Unbelievably fast. Very successful in the NFL fast. Did they run uh, next to each other? Did they run one at a time? I guess that's why we have to wait and see the entire thing. Darius, have you ever been in any workouts where anything awesome has happened uh, competition-wise, whether it's in the facility or outside of the facility? Have you um, seen anybody do anything incredible? Uh, probably box jumps. Like I, I've seen people, you know, compete. Like, okay, you keep stacking until – um, you know, somebody stops. That Who flew? Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm, so actually, the first year I got to uh, Carolina. Hey, who, <laughs> who did the incredible thing? Well, it's funny because they were asking. It was, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was actually me. I was, <laughs> but, uh, me, Captain Munderland, uh, Jonathan Stewart, who's freakishly explosive. Um, we just kept stacking them, and uh, it might be on YouTube. Actually, I might have to find that. Yeah, great, might great content. Yeah, you should find be that. finding that. Yeah. Throwback Thursday's waiting. Hey, throw, Throwback Thursday's next waiting week. for that next week because your Throwback Thursday yesterday. And I would like to oh, put a little a bow on this. I love this happening. Yeah, yeah, it's okay? awesome. We hope nobody gets hurt, especially these guys. And if you're running that fast, you're incredibly explosive. You're incredibly twitchy, by the way. So you could potentially get hurt when you're wide open like this. The fact that they didn't get hurt. I assume it's awesome content. I hope this happens more often. Uh, congrats to me, Cole, getting that win. No. Congrats to me, Cole. Stick to that. <laughs> uh, your throwback Thursday yesterday was awesome, man. That was, was a good time. Darius man. posted a video uh, of the plane. I have told stories of the plane, okay, after games and after wins <laughs> and how good of a time it is now. The second regime didn't handle the plane the same way the first regime did. It was a bit different, but times had changed. But still, the point remains, those plane rides after a win are awesome because for a lot of guys – you know, that's potentially their only time where they're not with, uh, you know, their kids. Mm -hmm. They're not with whatever. They're not at work. They're not watching film. Like, that is like an actual, like, it's a club in the sky for some people. And, yeah. and, and I'm not saying nightclub, but also maybe there's like, maybe it's a, a, a country, a spot, like a song, like a getaway. It's like the only time I think like a lot of guys get to relax almost. Am I misreading that, you think? Nah, being for in sure. It? Could be a casino. Could be a casino. Could be a lot of things in that plane, man. And like you said, after... After win, obviously, is is great. But shit, even after a loss, honestly, yes. you're being real. If you're an older older guy, um, it's just part. You get what eight of them a year, probably nine now with the, with a different season. And um, you know that's that's a part of the game you miss. You know the road trips. Uh, for us, 
especially during those times, we had some hellified dice games in the uh. hotels. Like we looked forward to those. So dinners, just different things on the road in different cities. Um, so this was just a little peek into uh, into what that, we know what that looks like. You guys in that dice game, <laughs> some legendary tales had been. You guys. Excuse me, I was not a part of the the ones you're referring to. Uh, I was not a part of uh, Now there were, okay, listen, I was, hand up, was a part of some. Yeah. But there were some stories that have lingered out of some of the games you guys have had that were just absolutely legendary. And Ahmad Bradshaw commented on yeah. the post yesterday. He, as soon as he came to our team, it was like, oh, this is a guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, this is a guy. He had a neck issue, so nobody knew how healthy he was going to be. But you're talking about coming into a locker room and just immediately being a guy. Eric Walden, same exact thing. D-Butt, whenever you came in, same exact thing. It was like we had a group. And I think, you know what? I, I, I didn't, I guess I don't really give the guy enough credit ever because of our personal relationship. But Grigson did get some guys in there, and his scouting department did get guys in there where our locker room became like a tight one. Not easy yeah. to do, by the way. That is something that you have to think about when you're building a team. Now, there's always going to be some people that don't like it or whatever, but this video of this point is so fucking awesome to see because <laughs> even like the flight attendants like yeah. you know I, like i forgot about i forgot about the flight attendant, and then there was like colt anderson's in there th in yep. this video and like there's guys that i see in there and then mike adams obviously cuts a promo let's run this thing let's run this thing <laughs> what, hey, what the f are you talking about okay pause <laughs> oh, oh. all right so ty hilton immediately uh out, I, the, gate. out the gate <laughs> let's assume ty had a pretty nice night there we we hey. looked back on this thing this was in denver right and yep. he had a pretty good game. Yeah. What, what do you have? Uh, I think he had like five for 80. Something yeah. something big, real damn good. Big time plays, yeah. though. I would assume Divisional, they were. Divisional round, playoff game on the road. Uh -huh. Moving the chains. Against yeah. Peyton. Against, right? uh, for him, against that. They had Chris Harris, Tlaib. Roby, you know, Vaughn. They had some dogs out there. TJ Ward. Yeah. yeah, I did see him comment to yeah. this video as well. That was basically like, so <laughs> thing. And by the way, I think releasing this at this time, this far along, the right time to release this thing. Mm -hmm. Like these types of clips getting posted immediately after the game could cause massive problems yeah. for yeah. some people. For sure. Like, for instance, Talib or TJ Ward. Yep. I would assume at this point, though, both of them are like, yeah, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? At this point, it's kind of bygones be bygones. Then, and, and let's break this down. Back of the plane, so they do have, for us at least, I don't know if that was where it is everywhere, but they basically have, like, they, they tell you where to sit. Mm -hmm. Okay, right? So they tell you. And normally it's, like, uh, positional, like who sits where. But that, that doesn't mean anything once the plane is in the sky, though, right? Like, people move, they move. And for instance... The second bet you're about to see, I'm up in uh, with the offense in the special teams area, right? They were a very relaxed group up there. I uh -huh. mean, for a long, they were a very calm, cool demeanor. They did like Sudoku's crosswords. They oh. did. It was they were drink, They did have some wine and things like that. They Ooh. had a good time. But I do like the fact that you were showing people like, hey, here is how this operates. Mm -hmm. And you know, towards the front of the defense is where you know the OGs are, are, are choosing to sit that were new to the team. And whenever we make it to uh, you know past to Quell and then to Mike Adams, that's where this this video really takes an upside. Yeah. Don't you think yeah, so? I, I agree. And what are your thoughts on how the plane is set up for teams? You like uh, it? You know, I've been on three different teams. I feel like every team has kind of like a different dynamic. Like with us, it was just 
you can they tell you what to sit like you said, but you can kind of pick and be like, all right, I want to sit next to this guy or that guy. And then, you know, depending on what you're doing on the plane, you know, you want to sit next to the guys who are doing those same things. Similar so, things. You know, <laughs> you know, similar things. You don't want a guy up there, you know, super focused, you know, doing his own quiet thing. You got a little, you know, so you, yes. you know, you know how it's done. They did a good job. But uh, somebody asked me, uh, King, my friend uh, Andrew, King Batch on the socials. He's like, who's sitting in first class? Yeah. He's like, well. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, the coaches and, and probably Vinny. Vinny. Vinny oh, 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 the OG Vinny. Yeah. <laughs> the coaches kicker. up there. My 40-year-old kicker's up there. But, uh, it, man, those player rides are fun, man. That that was the first time when Vinatieri got up in the first class. He was never offered it before, right? So when it – old regime, everybody was in the back. Or mm-hmm. they, everybody was in the back. And there was, like, even, like, a curtain. And it was like, hey – we're going to go ahead and handle this back here. Split. You guys are up there. You do your thing. It was the front office. Oh, my God. It just made me think about um, who was that lineman? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fucked two bad bitches at the same damn time. Yeah, I, uh, I've told that story before. Oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't say his Yo. name, though. I don't know. Oh, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you can't <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's probably a politician or something. Uh, as, as science some, teacher. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, science teacher, you can yeah. say it. That, but, was, um, yeah. that was that man. He was he, killing it, too. Hey, every, hey, hey, <laughs> hey. And then somebody get him running back. It's like, hey, that owner is on the plane. <laughs> Put the phone down. Like, hey, okay, well. All right. Good knowing you guys. Nice you are fucked, dude. Uh, anyways, let's continue with it. Nah, that was awesome. <laughs> All right, so sometimes, you know, younger players have to sing. Like, yeah, that is something that has to happen. And this plane was incredibly jovial, this one. I don't know why. It seemed like it was a good time. We had to have had a pretty big win there. Guy in the offensive line room, young, uh, but talking to him had a personality. Everybody knew that, right? Sure. So on the spot, middle of the plane, you know, like, hey, sing! You know, like, it's, it becomes like a speech type thing, but it's in a plane. So to do so, he goes and grabs the speaker, you know, with the uh, welcome to the bar, yep. you know, that whole, that whole thing. And he grabs this and uh, he starts freestyling. You know what I mean? He, and he, as he's, you know, I fuck two bad bitches <laughs> at the same day. And he's this big guy, the offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. He's a big guy. And everybody starts like hyping him up. You know, he start everybody. Starts gassing him. Everybody. I'm not. When I say we, I, I'm not talking like me and Darius. I'm talking like everybody's like, oh, even the people that are like watching film are like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then this person. And play, certain player rides are different too. Yes. So certain rides, you got a different group of people on there. So you may have more, you know, of like the owner's friends or sponsors, some, you know, sponsors, <laughs> things, the different family members who aren't typically on the plane. This happened to be one of those. <laughs> <laughs> And this, and this guy had no clue, so I don't think any of us did, by the way. Yeah, and they came back, man, because usually, you know, they let us. We rock. We do our thing on the music plane, but, in the yeah. thing, even mm-hmm. like it's it's one of those things. I think where the front <laughs> office that is up in the front, whoever traveled, they almost feel like more part of the team. I think on those whenever the music's playing, they get a chance to like see, they get a peek behind like the curtain almost, yeah. right? How the whole thing is. Now, I assume some people hated it. Like I, I assume that there were some people. First regime, there was a couple people that whenever things were getting a little bit too much, they were like, "Can we turn it down?" I and, keep it down. Oh, yeah, but then normally the back of the plane would be like, "Nah." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 you keep it down. It always became one of those. It was that was a really awesome thing. But man, when that person came flying back, whoa, walking down the aisle, and then delivers the news, 
his soul leaves just the left. plane, oh. not just his body. He just basically they take the phone out. The flight, the one flight attendant who was uh, really cool. Forget her name. Star. Uh, yeah, Star. Yep. Star takes the phone like slowly and just like. <laughs> It was like out of a fucking movie. Sit down, sir. And everybody sat down. You turned to your seat. You saw the play. Everybody standing up. But yeah, that was yeah, that was that was good. Uh, so he <laughs> knew instantly he was gonna get cut. Ah, uh, yeah, he knew his future probably wasn't yeah the greatest. Hey man, hell of a run. What yeah. a moment though. Yeah. Still talking about it. Yeah. Hey. That was that was a while ago. That was a while ago. All right, let's get back to the plane here, shall we? Shout out to Overton over here. He's got a Budweiser dome on. No! <laughs> oh, there's Tequel having a good time. That here. was uh, SP. Oh, was it? Okay. Yep. Okay, Fort Town Army. Shout out. Good Brandon. Thank you. Now, this is where it gets good. Hey, man. The difference with us is uh-huh. when we do what we do, we do what we do, but we're doing it like we're doing it for TV. Oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. Bear you hear that? Mike thought he dropped the bar right there, too, man. <laughs> hey, listen, we do have to have a little bit of understanding the state of mind that Pops is probably in. He played for the Broncos. Yep. Okay. Ooh, okay. Big win. Big win. Comes. To, I assume he is... You know, we're not in the sky yet, but I assume there's something going on potentially altitude wise. I'm not saying with what I do or what anybody else. I'm assuming he is not a sober human at this sure. point. Sure. Yeah. Okay. This is the the party already started after the game on the bus right. to the plane. I mean, there is uh, already yeah, yeah. there's already it's flowing. There's already something, and also they have to pack the whole plane, so all of our shit has to get packed in there mm-hmm. too. So it's a you hang out a little there. bit of a process. Yeah, yeah. there's a process. So I don't want people to think like, oh, the party hasn't even started here. It's like, no, no, Mike. He's had eight beers already. already. (laughs) But no, the the party had not started yet at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I had somebody hit me like, oh, this is the, man, I'm like, we didn't even take off yet. Like, this is, this is just a start. But uh, like you said, there's a process. Let's give him a credit. (laughs) Leave the stadium. There's Tordal in there. Yeah. Yeah. He's feeling good. He's feeling good. Big win. Not a bad, hey, by the way, delivered it. And that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? Great conviction. I fucking love Pops, by the way. He's uh, mad. But let's go ahead. Let's keep it moving. Then I, you should. Hey, what's coach happening? Right I'm going to give a shout out. You know. Yeah, we out here. We out here. We on the plane. So, uh, yeah. I mean, Altitude. Yeah, we're, yeah. I mean, we had a good time there. The, the. I think in that particular game, you know, we win. Anytime you're in Denver and you're kicking balls, I mean, it's a fun time. Yeah. I think uh, I think I potentially got hit by a guy and also pinned him in the five, like, penalty thing. It was like Ooh, I had man. an okay ending to the game. I'm not sure I started good, but I was – we just won the playoffs, too, so these stats do not matter. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like, let's go. We're going to the AFC Championship game. Now, I didn't – I didn't have, have any. We don't have to talk about that. We don't game, have, by yeah, the way. Yeah. I wasn't gonna. None yeah, of us recall what happened at all. a week after this. Yeah. One week after this video was taken, <laughs> a lot of things changed quickly. Okay. Talking plane party. Hey, but, life, life hits you fast. But I mean, you see a camera, you know, in the middle of that thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I wish I would have shouted like world star. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish I would have. But go ahead and keep that thing going because a legend is about to pop into this thing. Darius, good shooting. Hey, hey. There he is! Andrew Luck! By the way, that is Andrew. That's him. That's Andrew. By the way, this is Andrew Luck after winning a playoff game against Peyton Manning. Just, hey, how's it going? Hey, guys. Hey, good to see you. Hey! What's up, D-Butt? Nicest guy of all time, by the way. Not normal... 
you know, for people just to whip out a camera in Andrew Luck's world, I'd assume, right? Andrew, I think he potentially just lives in the woods. Yeah, off the map. Have you heard anything about him? I mean, even this video, it's looking a little grainy now. What do you do to him? Well, we had to pause it, and this is a rip from your rip off of your rip. Yeah. I mean, it's like he is in there, though. He's right behind it. But, I mean, that is just such a perfect Andrew Luck. Yeah. Hey, good win, huh? All right. Hey, D-Ball. All right. (laughs) I'll see you guys. He's awesome. And go ahead and finish this thing out. Yeah. It was a big play. It was a big play. I like you. Welcome. <laughs> take my picture. All right. You're part of the party too, buddy. Get in here. Hop your ass in here. All one big family. Uh, yeah, that was man. awesome. That was a nice trip down memory lane. Yeah, it? it was. I assume this isn't great radio, but I apologize. <laughs> yeah, and that, that peek into the post game, like flights, because we always hear about it, but actually yeah. seeing how it was. And you saw that. Sweet. Uh, you saw uh, Coach Doofus there sitting there. Oh, yeah, I saw Coach. Yeah, did you see Coach? You saw his cup. It was, that thing was ready to get demolished. <laughs> nice little yeah. Kangol yeah, hat. Thank you. Uh-huh. So, yeah, following in Bruce's yeah. steps. I mean, that guy. Diva, thanks for posting that, man. Hey, no problem, man. It's good memories. Good trip down memory lane. Did you record yourself saying anything else that night? Yeah, but um, Tom Brady changed that <laughs> real, real, real quick in a hurry. But uh, I, man, I was, you know, I was on one. Man, we all were. How could you not? One. That doesn't yeah. happen a lot. Yeah. You know, you don't win playoff games on the road much. Against the guy who, the legendary quarterback who left your franchise, too. I mean, or who got released, right? There's a, uh, there's a photo after that game, I think. Uh, it's me and Peyton shaking hands. And I have, like, a backwards hat on. And I think you actually can see me going, have a good night, sir. <laughs> By the way, Peyton was a great teammate, very cool. But for a lot of people in that building, you know, like... That was a massive night for them. Yeah. Big, huge. Massive night. The people that made the decision. It worked. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Andrew, you know, that's a big deal. Also at home, Sunday Night Football. We won that game too. Those oh, were, yeah. That was uh, the year before, right? Yeah. Those, 2013. Are, those are big. That they, that game, and uh, they posted that. Some, somebody yeah, posted just saw it a recently. couple days ago. That was, that was an electric atmosphere. And I know everybody says every game is the same. And for me, every punt was hopefully the same. But that week, you know, those weeks, yeah, there I am, fucking hey, dude. Hey, have a good night, dude. <laughs> uh, he's a good Probably guy. Like, Fuck you. Yeah, well, I don't know if he said that exactly, but he did get the gist, you know, of the situation there. Where I was, <laughs> I was going to go have a blast on that play, <laughs> yeah. and he knew it. You know, he's a good. He was a good guy. You never teammates with him, huh? Nope. Never nope. get to meet him. I met him at the first. So you know. As a kid, you get into uh, you actually get to the league, and it's like, damn, I'm playing. A-. Matter of fact, playing that fourth and two game my rookie year, that was oh, the yeah. one of probably three games in my career where I was like, like, I feel like this shit is like a movie. Oh yeah, you told us like, that. Just You're being in a line- video yeah, game. just being lined up and just hearing, you know, the sheriff do his thing, and then being on the sideline and watching Brady do his thing. Like that was crazy. But after that game, and Bill Belichick, Belichick, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. You got so it, it was crazy. So after that game, you know, got to run up and shake Peyton Manning's hand. Got to. So went up, shook his hand, and he was like, "Hey, man." He said something along the lines of me and Donald Brown, and because Donald Brown was a first round pick um, yeah. that year with you guys, my college teammate. Like, oh shit! Like Peyton knows who I am. Oh, he knows yeah. a lot like, about uh, you. Yeah, so he he probably knew exactly the color of your tape every single night. <laughs> yeah. So that, I was like, okay, that was that. So that was a, that was a dope moment. But uh, you know, the played him probably a handful of times, and uh, he was always cool. You know, in passing. First time I met him, he said his name. 
Hi, I'm Peyton Manning. He's just <laughs> in the Indianapolis Colts locker room. I met him. I'm Pat. Uh, I know, man. Yeah. I know. Peyton. Yeah. I'm trying not to get cut. Okay. <laughs> Bill just drafted me to do a position I don't fully understand. All right. So you and I might not be teammates for long. I'm just going to shut the fuck up here. Nice to meet you, sir. Thank you. Uh, let's get to a break here. He's. I mean, Robert talked about it. Yeah. Robert said, hopefully he'll be at my ring of honor induction thing. But sacking him was the thing you know because he was like in practice people get fired if they even came close Near to three feet yeah, yeah three, yards. three yards three yards yeah, yeah, his yeah, feet yeah. Woo. <laughs> Woo. be like old boy on the plane what a <laughs> <laughs> let's get to a break hey pops i thought you did great dude yeah good promo fair time what's that all about that shit was terrible. my dog though. Yeah, he didn't know. He didn't know who was gonna see that. He didn't I caught him in a moment. He had something ready at least. You gotta give him that. Yeah, he was yeah. top. And energetic. Yeah, he's and ready. ready. He's ready. I think we were flying on smaller planes all year. That's why I was potentially mocking the they situation. They tried to. Is that the year they tried to go yeah. to a different? Yeah, yeah, that. Oh, that's So shit I think backfired. that is why I was potentially okay. mocking. That's why the Noah's Ark and the Titanic. <laughs> By the way, Titanic, not a good reference. Nope, not, especially before you take off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you got to remember, I was. I mean, we were in Denver. Yeah. Same deal with Noah's Ark. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Did that go? Yeah, that one went worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I say that, that one worked. Titanic probably came out of the mouth, and I was like, whoa, whoa. What's big and stayed alive? No, no, it's ours. Yeah. Save the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we need to get back on. All right. I'm sure this is award-winning radio. Mm-hmm. Right up there. one 833 4 We'll answer some calls on the other side. Tebow, top five selling items on NFLShop.com right now. Wow. Hmm. Somebody told you guys that. Never. Never would have guessed that. Yeah. Shocker. Wasn't it? It was crazy. wonder why he's getting an opportunity and not, you know. Northwest Missouri State guy? Yeah. Who deserves a shot? What, you don't care about that guy? You He's don't not care? moving needles. No, he is way. not selling not not jersey he might business. sell. No, we don't. What's his name? What's his name? I don't know. I thought about changing <laughs> my name to P H U C K. I thought that would move a lot of jersey. <laughs> Fuck one. Yeah. I don't know if it would have been okay, but when I saw Ocho do it, I was like, oh. Hold on. I could probably do this as well <laughs> here. But then, you know, Tim and Sally McAfee would have to call their son. Pat fuck. Pat fuck yeah. And that would be. Wouldn't be good. Yeah. The Cubs had that. He had a Fukudomi. Yeah, yeah. Cubs I've... fans bought that just for that. Oh, yeah. That's where. I... <laughs> yeah. That's all I was thinking was, you know what? I get four cents for every jersey sold. Let's go ahead and sell at least 100 of them. <laughs> Why not? I can get four bucks out of this thing. Shout out to the NFLPA, by the way. Great negotiation. What Shout were you going to say, Tom? Uh, his actually said, fuck you, do me. Yes. That's how, yeah. yeah. how it was spelled. F U K U D O M E, right? Yep. Yeah. I think I own one of those jerseys. For sure. <laughs> It was like a Shockers hat, Wichita State Shockers yep. hat mm-hmm. back in the day. Yep. The Fuku Domi. Any guess on the first non Tebow? Like the highest selling non Tebow item? Justin Fields. Hell yeah. Let's you get to it. a break. Is that right? Yep. No You're shit. Correct. Is wow. that right? You're absolutely right. Woo! Wow. Chicago. It's a great Friday! Uh, A lot of Mad Dog Radio fans have been tweeting their displeasure with our frat-like antics whenever we all yell into the microphone. (laughs) Sorry. I'd like to let you know that that ain't stopping ever! (laughs) Bad you. It probably will, though, at some point. We'll get too tired to do it. And at that point, we'll retire because we'll know that our best days were behind us whenever we were doing frat-like antics yelling into the microphone. It's Feel Good Friday. These people don't feel good at all. I checked their Twitter accounts. They fucking stink. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. 
But with that being said, they are entitled to their opinion. Yeah, of course. Everybody is. Even if it fucking stinks. Well, that's what I've been saying. There's yeah. been a lot of people that have made terrible decisions off of terrible opinions for, what, probably thousands of years at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dawn of Millions. time. Think about this. The Italians killed Jesus. Huh. Good point. Pontius. Yeah. I guess Pontius Pilate was not actually Italian. That's not true. <laughs> I don't know. What's that, Dix? That's not true. No, you just heard an Italian somebody. What's that? That's simply not true. What, what isn't true about it? Well, they were hired, so. Mercenaries? Pontius also was not from Italy. He's from Judea. What's that? It's Judea. It ain't Italy. <laughs> <laughs> you Italians, you don't even know where it is. You just saw a word that wasn't Italy, and you were like, "All right, what if it's what if it's in Italy?" It, it's not, and if it was, it's not there anymore. So. <laughs> People go through many changes as we get older, isn't that right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For men, one of the less fortunate changes is that testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. Did you know this, AJ? I am aware. For most men, it begins around the age of 30, and testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. My Whoa. God. So if you live to 130, you ain't got shit left. No, no. minus 30. Well, if it starts around 30, this is one of those questions on a test where, you know, begins around 30, and the testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. So does it start at zero, or does it start at 30? That's the thing. This is where That's they can get you. <laughs> It's one of them damn word problems. This is one of those yeah. problems where you're like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, which, can I ask a follow-up? Anyways, I was good at those tests because I always viewed it as me versus the fucking teacher. That's right. Okay? <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but this is me versus you. Fuck you. That's how, I, that's how I view it. That's why friends at Roman have a new supplement designed to support testosterone production. I did not know this. They formulated their own supplements with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. You hear this, AJ? Roman's mm -hmm. testosterone supplement is for anyone who wants to support their own body's natural function. They formulated their own blend with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com USA. Their supplement contains... Vitamin D3, what? zinc, what? magnesium, maca, and ashwagandha in a unique blend designed by healthcare professionals that you can't get anywhere else. To learn more about these incredible ingredients, visit GetRoman.com USA. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and will deliver your supplements right to your door with free two-day shipping. When you go to GetRoman.com forward slash USA, get $15 off your first order plus free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com forward slash USA. That's good news. Let's try that stuff. Okay. I've been looking for that type of stuff. That's good news. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. Now we know. Hey, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Here's a man uh, joining us now who is in the NFL who has made great business decisions, I think. I don't know the ins and outs. I haven't asked him about his goddamn bank account, but I've seen uh, the humans he was just at dinner with the other night, Ooh. and I got a chance to, you know, see. I haven't tried it yet, but I saw his wine show up in my house that he's launching now, Game Time Wine, mm. I believe. Ooh. It just showed up in my house. He was at GoPro for a long time, Super Bowl champion numerous times with the New England Patriots, one of Vinatieri's close friends, one of Tom Brady's close friends. He's a part of that Kentucky Derby crew. He's a long snapper. He's a legend. He's a businessman, ladies and gentlemen, Lonnie Paxton. Yeah! 
What up, dude? Now you're muted. Jesus Christ. I mean, Jesus Christ. It's probably our fault. It's probably our fault. I'm on. I'm on. Hi, hey. Was that our fault or his? Uh, that was your fault, but that was a great fucking intro, so thank you. <laughs> What's that? AJ as well. Oh, AJ's on as well? Yeah. Lonnie, I don't know if you know this, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hawk Whoa. also. Yeah. Yeah. AJ, AJ, I'm sorry. What's I didn't... up, AJ? You're good. What's up, Lonnie? How you doing? Good, brother. Good. Good. Long time. Hey, Lonnie, so you guys, you know, run into each other at uh, the Kentucky Derby every once in a while. You guys real sober, talking, shaking hands, having no fun at all over there. Is that what goes on, Lonnie? Yeah, I mean, you know, typically the Derby is one of the quietest times of my year with yeah. all the boys. You know, we go there and just uh, sit down, high five and tell old stories about, you know, what it used to be like. Yeah. Um, no funds had there. Yeah. But in all reality, it is pretty much the greatest 36 hours on the face of the planet. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could imagine. Uh, I get to see some pictures and hear the stories. And as soon as I talked about you and knowing you, AJ was like, oh, I know Lonnie from the Kentucky Derby and everything like that. And I'm very thankful for you uh, joining us today. Congrats on this game time wine. Let's yeah. go. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been real. It's been crazy. I mean, as you know, with the pandemic and shit, there's been Obviously, a lot of changes, and, and I was at GoPro for a long time. Got super fortunate to pick up that role right out of, uh, out of the NFL and uh, traveled the world, did some really amazing shit with them. Um, but now I'm on, I'm advising, and I'm, I've got my hands in a, in a hundred different things, kind of like you mentioned. And uh, one of them is this wine uh, by a brand called Knocking Point. Um, and, and we launched Game Time Wine. We're the official wine of sports. Okay. Ashton Kutcher's on a board of directors. It started by a celebrity who's actually playing a wrestler on a TV show with James Harrison. His name's uh, Stephen Amell. Oh, yeah. Um, second so, I mean, it's right down wrestler. your alley, buddy. Yeah, it's Stephen Amell, second greatest uh, celebrity wrestler of all time, I think a lot of people would say, in the history of the business. Good for him. He was awesome, and I can't wait to see that show. We saw the picture, and if we, can we bring this picture up? It's on his Instagram. Zito's going to try and find it right now. In this picture, was that a board meeting? What? And is that just – is that, that – you're in the Illuminati now? You're in the Illuminati. <laughs> Man, so that was at Ashton's house. Um, he's got this ridiculous house that uh, he couldn't even – tell us how big it was because he didn't know that's how big it was but it's 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 uh up at the top of the hills in beverly hills denzel washington's his neighbor um but he invited us all there and the idea was to get legends involved uh to really lean into the next varietal of this game time wine so what you're going to taste or uh soon hopefully is where it's at today but uh, moving forward we wanted to get some of these guys like you know Dwayne wade and brandon marshall um, Allie Raisman and, and uh, you know, a handful of these uh, celebrities and ic sports icons. Michael Irvin was there, you know, and they all leaned in. We voted. Tony and, Hawk, uh, dude. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I tried to hit up your publicist. They said you weren't available. No. <laughs> that ain't true. And by the way, I don't deserve to be at this table yet. Maybe someday I will. Go ahead, AJ Hawk. Lonnie, I'm, I'm curious at that dinner, that meeting, what what is your role? And like, do you feel comfortable being like pretty vocal and adding things to that? Well, uh, my role in the company is chief strategy officer. So I was brought in as like an advisor and elevated to kind of run the strategy, man. So, you know, I help gather up uh, some of the athletes who are involved, help talk about, you know, how what we're doing moving forward with content and marketing and storytelling. And, um, you know, it was an honor for me to just sit at the table and listen to a lot of these legends talk. And, you know, we, find, we, we, we run around the table and, and Ashton made everyone kind of say, you know, it, it, you know, announce who you are and tell us what makes you a champion, which was kind of a really cool moment when you went around the, 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 the table there and, and got to hear it from everybody. And, 
um, you know, I'm a long snapper, bro. So, you know, I've, I've prided myself of being America's guest and doing the job that no one wants to do and just shut the fuck up and, and be silent and, and, and reap the rewards off the field. Jeez, Lonnie. Um, real quick, I know probably in this world that you've been in now because your business excellence and also your snapping excellence as well. Long time, massive games, didn't fuck up. Doesn't get talked about ever, but you're a great long snapper as well. Nobody cares. But you were a great long snapper as well. I want you to know that. I, I appreciate that. And coming from you, that means a lot because you're the, you know, you guys are my mojo. You know, you make us look good on sometimes we throw it inside or throw it low, whatever. And you you let the ballers like AJ and the, and the offense players, you know, make all the plays and win the games. But, you know, when it comes down to those, uh, you know, 40 mile an hour wins in Buffalo and those those 50, you know, 50 yard kicks and those those plus 50 punts that are you're supposed to do good. You know, we can't fuck it up. And that's that's uh, that, that's the beauty of our position. It's also the worst part of it. <laughs> and if you do, by the way, you're gone. Okay. See you later. This is Yeah, fun. you're gone. I mean, the best long snapper and the worst sna- long snapper in the league are probably just one play away from each other. Hey, Mulebach. <laughs> hey, Mule's still going, dude. Uh, it's unbelievable. He throws freaking smoke, too. Yeah, he's a he's a real freak. All right, let's get back to this building though. Let's get back to this dinner. I would like to get back to this dinner. <laughs> Darius, uh, you know Darius Butler. He came to New England after you, I believe, but he were in Denver whenever he got up there. What's up, What's up bro? What's up, Lonnie? Yeah, I don't know if we I don't know if we met. We've uh, you know I'm, I'm sure uh, our stories have collided in some yeah, form or fashion. For sure, uh, Lonnie. I like to hear that bullshit. By the way, I just heard you work there. Hey, Darius. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? That was great. That's good business, man. Right there, <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I, I mean, there was. I'm gonna steal that. Yeah, <laughs> me too, AJ. That's seems like we should probably try to steal everything Lonnie's saying because look at the fucking dinner he's at. Did you guys eat food? Was there food at this thing? <laughs> there was food served by Wolfgang Puck's crew. My God. <laughs> Wolfgang. <laughs> How do you get to the Illuminati? So, yeah. This, this so is who, the table this is it. Imagine. This is a movie. Yeah. This is, you were at a movie. That's, it. Yeah, this is. It was, it was, it was unbelievable. And, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, you couldn't say it more. And, and obviously, you know, it was the first time in a long time getting together in like a public setting or a group setting like this. Um, and, and it was just, it was crazy walking into his house. And I mean, it just, I mean, I've been to Brady's house. I've been to some other guys' houses. And this by far was just one of those things. You just, it, it was unbelievable. Really. Just a quick, what's your price? In for, yeah, what's your price in for game time? It's good? Because I assume with all these people, these are pretty yeah. like important wine people, I'd assume. These people, have, like Brandon Marshall's in here. I assume he's potentially a wine drinker. I think I've seen some videos of him drinking wine. Is the game time wine for the wine people? Or is game time wine like... Like, it's good. It's good ass wine because it comes from Walla Walla, right at the Oregon border. So we make really good wine, but it's at a price point like eighteen to twenty five bucks. That is reasonable. And the reason we're kind of going down the sports lane is because when you go to a sporting event or you, you know, you sit around at, on the weekends and watch sports, you know, plugging ten IPA beers like you used to it just ain't really good for the figure, as you can tell um, with a lot of our former teammates. So. You know, you either have this snobby <laughs> wine scenario where it's a hundred bucks a bottle, or you got this gasoline. They serve you a game, right? So we're kind of in this sports lane. We're collaborating with artists. You know, a lot of these guys who left that uh, room are investors now because of a what they believed in the how it tasted, and and Ashton's on board. Everything he touches turns to gold. So um, you know, I sit on an executive table with me, Ashton, and Stephen Amell, and the co- co-founder Andrew Harding. So can you believe that? No, I can't. It's awesome though. After I met you, I got a chance to chat with you a couple of times. Actually, I can believe it. By the way, after getting a chance to chat with you, you are 
an incredible communicator. And also, by the way, I think you're incredibly intelligent, obviously. I mean, this is something that's happening. And this is not a normal trait, by the way, for somebody to be in the NFL, but also be as business savvy as you are. I hope you look in the mirror every once in a while and say, hey, pretty fucking good. You know what I mean? I, I hope you do that. This- yeah. I appreciate it, man. I mean, it, I couldn't sit up here and do what you do. I mean, you guys taught. I mean, you, you're so tuned in on Ugh. pop culture and sports culture and all the things you talk about, and to be able to do that all day and you know have fun life. doing it. I, I knew I wasn't built for that. Um, I wasn't built for coaching, and so I was always the guy kind of given. Got I had the swag in the locker room. Guys would send me boxes. I'm handing out you know shoes, shirts, the plug. Uh, you know, going to Red Bull events. And, There's the plug. You know, yeah. things like Huge. that. Right. I got the. I got the guy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Last question before I know we're going to get to some football and I know AJ wants to ask you, and I assume you can't tell us whose speech was the worst, but did anybody bomb in here? And did anybody really do well when they were asked by Ashton Kutcher, uh, what makes them a champion? No. Well, it was funny. It was funny. The winemaker who's wearing the kindness, pass it on shirt in the middle. Um, who's at, that's another partner of mine. We, it's a sustainable marketplace, and, and it, it was started by a guy who left GoPro, number four GoPro. And so I do some stuff for them. I drive this big van around that says Kindness Pass It On. But the guy in the middle, he was starstruck. He was the winemaker. He's kind of the genius, but he was just starstruck. So he couldn't get his words out, oh, and he was just no, like, you know. No. And, and, you know Palms sweaty. Moment yeah. of, you know, but, but arms yeah, we're cheering. We're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He's got all, so much to say, too. I bet he knew what he wanted to say. He looks back on it and says, you know what? I make great wine. All right, that's good. Uh, yeah. But I had exactly. that chance right there uh. in front of Michael Irvin, Ashton Kutcher, Brandon Marshall, Ali, the whole crew Tony there. Dwayne Wade, Tony Hawk. Hey, do a kickflip, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what a moment. Hey, congrats on Game Time Wine, though. That's awesome. Let's yeah. talk football. Thank you, bro. Go ahead, AJ. Let's talk some football, though. Hey, Lonnie, speaking of your time when you were in New England, I, I'm just with what you're doing and all your your business savvy and you're the guy, like you're the connector. Did you feel comfortable doing things like outside of the locker room? Like if you were whether self promotion or whatever, I just feel like if I played I feel like it's like my high school coaches. I feel like anything I did outside of the locker room, they're just gonna kill me and make fun of me and make me run for it. Like do you feel yeah when you're in New England, can you I, do stuff outside? Back in the day you couldn't, but I mean I didn't even get on Instagram until I was at GoPro. I mean, I didn't have social media until then. And, and thank God social media wasn't around in the early days because we were running the streets of Boston anyways. But, yeah. um, you yeah. know, the uh, yeah. what I would say to that is that, you know, I picked and choose what I could do. I was actually – the way I got a lot of my opportunities was I was the guy who did the freebies for the guys upstairs. They needed you to go to this event to shake hands for, for you know, a free limo ride or you got to go to this children's hospital. You know, some guys would charge money for that stuff. I was one of the guys who did a lot of stuff for free, which helped build those connections in the city, which then progressed after football and, and kind of led into some of these roles. And so it wasn't really outward promotion, but it was a lot of these uh, networking things that, that that kind of occurred, you know, from those those marketing guys who come down and ask you to do shit. Hey, you have you got a chance to experience, right? I mean, the dynasty, you're in there, right? You win three with them, I think three, three. Three, yeah. Three out of four years, but that one that hurts is the Giants one. So yeah. oh, In Indy, by the way, that's tough. I, yeah. God, I almost went undefeated. Man, that's mm. a shame. 
I'm really sorry you didn't. You know, I am bummed about it. <laughs> which which should which will be a follow up to this. So uh, you know, it it has some meaning. <laughs> oh, oh, deep rooted there. We have not forgotten. Yeah. You said that's why Tom Brady yeah. on the NFL Draftathon, whenever he was asked if he would give up two rings for the perfect season, he said he would. And everybody thought he was potentially joking. Is this something that whenever you guys didn't go perfect against the Giants, it was like devastating for everybody, and still something you talk about to this day? Still, still hurts. I was with Tom. We actually did the Derby trip uh, a couple weeks ago. It was a little different. We didn't have, you know, the the normal the, the OGs like like Teddy and Welker and Vrabes and his own castle. But we went, and it was different. But yeah, some a couple of guys he brought brought that up, and you could just you could see the smoke coming out of his ears. So, <laughs> oh, so they're going to go undefeated next year? I told you. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't say it here, but they are. Uh, they're on fire. Oh, okay. So this is Tom's. Giselle asks, "What more do you need to prove?" And he goes, "You fucking forgot." I mean, we we are yeah. almost. Those seventy-two Dolphins guys are still popping bottles yeah. at this moment. Let's go take that. Okay, <laughs> let's right. get let's get back into the football a little bit. You know the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick stuff. Okay, this is obviously, and I would assume that you have learned a lot from both of them that you have taken into your life now in the business world and everything like that. But I think this is just from outside looking in, and I think AJ agrees with me here. They needed each other, but also very understandable that at some point that could potentially combust, right? Like, I I think that is just something that the whole world that's potentially in that world understands. But as these stories start to trickle out about them hating each other, you know, it's kind of interesting for the fans, though, to be like, oh, these two, like, they hated each other. They didn't get along. When you were there, did you sense any of that? Do you think that happened later? Like, do you think they hate each other, or do you think this is all getting blown out of proportion because it is Tom Brady, Bill Belichick? I think I, I think in the early days it was just a grind, you know. I mean, they, they, he beat everyone down. I mean, from you know, Teddy's, Rodney's, Tom's, uh, special teams guys, uh, even Junior Seau, he was beaten down when he got there. Um, and it was just playing on the Patriots. A lot of times was the way, you know. You worked hard. You you, you brought your lunch. Um, you know, practices were tough. You you'd have the low lights on Monday, even if you won by forty, and then uh, you know on to the next one. But um, you know, obviously, after many years of that, I'm assuming you you, you grow up. You you hear media kind of sending you know Bill's ego and Bill's uh, uh, his his uh, you know legacy this way and Tom's this way, and they're they're dividing, they're causing this split. Um, but as a as a family, I mean, they love each other. They, he would never have said that he probably could have done that somewhere else if it wasn't for the group of guys that came in, the way the ownership treated us. Um, the, the assistant coaches and, and the team that they put together after, you know, we were 5-11-2000. Okay. So so they hate each other, you think? No, they don't. <laughs> they like each other? Um, deep respect. I mean, I, deep respect. I don't know if you'd see him at, at, on his boat in Nantucket. <laughs> like week four. Like week four, for instance. Week four is going to I can't wait to that game because that's – I think that will be pure hate. like i think they're both though like i think they are both at that one that is going to be remembered that's a big one yeah and they'll probably leave that one saying i'll see you in la yeah ah that would be awesome what do you have this is a big patriots fan boston connor what do you have yeah lonnie thank you for you know snapping the ball to adam during those two game winning kicks those are are perfect of course ken walter as well josh Uh, miller Ken Walter. of course josh Josh, good guy hilarious yeah 
but this upcoming season, I do believe long snappers will be getting voted to the Pro Bowl. Um, what do you think kind of constitutes a Pro Bowl long snapper? And then also, do you think you'll throw your hat in the ring to kind of select who will go? Hey, Alani, and let me follow up on that because this is a big deal. There's nobody that's going to be able to tell who the best fucking long snapper is in the league unless they watch all the clips and know what they're talking about. Nobody's. I like that it's happening because it's like more acknowledgement for the long snappers, but there's no way anybody's going to know. No way. No. No, you can't know that. And, you know, the only guys who know really are a couple special teams coaches, your guards who play next to you, um, your fullback, and, and obviously the punters and holders. I mean, those are the only really guys that should vote and should know. Maybe the guys who, who, who tried it, you know, like the early days in AJ's world when he was on special teams trying to rush over me, um, might have blocked him, might have not. But those guys who try and, like, game the snapper, they might know. Um, but it, it, is a, it, it is worth acknowledgement. And like I said earlier, I mean, a lot of times the difference between the best and the worst is one snap. So there's other factors. It's, it's not just perfect snaps. It's your blocking. It's your coverage. Um, you know, it's it's Everything. it's. It's the rhythm that you have. Yeah, and then obviously having a good punter. If you have a shitty punter, you're going to be the best long snapper in the world, and you just don't get recognized because, you know. The whole team's getting booed, by the way, if the punter's bad. Everybody's getting booed. You right. can have a perfect snap. I shake that thing. Boos are raining down on your ass while you're jogging off. You're yeah, honest. yeah, yeah. Or, or a holding penalty, and we got to do it all over again. We're like, shit. Bad guy. You got four fours running by you, by the way. You're supposed to snap it, set, and not hold onto a guy while somebody's yeah. while it's all happening. I, I was middle safety. You know, I'm down there. Unless the guy ran into me, I wasn't making a tackle. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Ty. Lonnie, did you have uh, like plans in place in terms of what you wanted to do after football? Because you said like you obviously have a very infectious personality and everything, but you said you didn't have Instagram or anything like that. And I assume being a long snapper, you really need to like obviously dedicate to the craft because if you fuck up, like Pat mentioned, you're gone. Like at what point, like were you just trying to you were going to do it as long as you wanted to do it and go out on your own terms? Or like at, at what point did you like start thinking about like, OK, I need to start figuring out what I'm going to do post football? Yeah, I mean, I came from SoCal, and, and a lot of the way I was just brought up and my friends were in action sports and branding and marketing and these events and Red Bulls and Oakleys. And um, I mean, I had a house uh, when I was, uh, you know, from 2004 to 2011. I had three acres. I had a big BMX track in the back. I had a giant grotto pool, and, and we would host events there and have like a 1,000 people. Slightly Stupid was playing, and so you got to learn all the – the brand managers and the and the action sports athletes, Carrie Hart shows up and Brian Deegan and, you know, these motocross guys I grew up around. So I kind of was integrating unknowingly into this, this culture and this life. And then as the, my career came, you know, to an end um, in Denver, uh, the Red Bull guy went to GoPro who said, hey, there's just going to be this new thing and, and, and we want to get into pro sports, you know, I think you could help us. And so I started thinking about it and Actually, he brought a bunch of cameras out uh, an opening day, and we were, you know, we were giving them to to DJ Williams and Champ Bailey and all these guys in the in the uh, the, the the parking lot. So we're seeding product, and I'm getting their reactions, and they're like, "Oh, let me let me hook you up and do this for you." So it became this thing that I unknowingly was 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 doing, and then when when things ended, I was like, "Oh, maybe I maybe I should give that a try because of what I said earlier." But broadcast booth or coaching just didn't feel like it was for me, so. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how it went. Coaching is a nightmare. Go ahead, AJ. Lonnie, going back to uh, the whole Brady-Belichick situation, do you think that Bill and the Patriots, can they, 
has things changed you think now that tom has left like is he able to still grind on him like he did back when when you were first there um i mean he grinds on everyone that was the that was actually the the common denominator was you sat in that in that meeting room and uh he's you know he's telling tom not to throw into team meetings you know he, he throws an interception <laughs> in practice three guys are around him he's like tom you don't throw this fucking team meeting and everyone kind of chuckles we're like but kind of like wow he just said that to tv and then uh, <laughs> you know, calls out junior one funny time he actually called out junior but it was buddy. right as we were leaving for um uh we were right right as we were leaving for uh, uh off season so it was the end of mini camps and it was the last day literally had a flight he had two flights booked that day he, he was going to miss the first one and so he says junior what the fuck are you doing here? And all Junior said, he was in the back row, he said, C2A, Bill. Boom! Like the sound that you make when you push the button in first class. And everyone just died, and he kind of broke the meeting on that. So he loosened up towards the end of his career. Oh, that's awesome. Go ahead, Darius. Yeah, I got one for you, Lonnie, because I want to be at a table like that one day. So yeah. uh, <laughs> being uh, in, a, in a new space that you are, um, what are the par- any parallels from playing the game and then now uh, into what you're doing now? Yeah, I mean, some of the parallels, you know, I, I figured out because in the corporate world, you know, a lot of times it feels like some guys think they're on scholarship, which pisses me the fuck off. I hate the fact that you meet about a meeting, about a meeting, about a meeting, yeah. and then never get shit done. It takes forever to get shit done. You know, and so what I like about these startups that I'm involved in, Kind Humans and, and Knocking Point and a couple other small projects is like small teams, family oriented. Everyone knows each other. You have an idea. We have a sports background, so we get shit done automatically. They they uh, they kind of look to you for the teamwork side of it, the do your job side of it, and then uh, get creative and leverage leverage your network. So the parallels were you know working together and making shit happen. Dot com, you know. Got you. Amen. And that table is hilarious. I can't <laughs> wait to drink game time wine. Kindness, pass it on. Can't wait to watch you continue to blossom this incredible business run after an incredible NFL career, Lonnie. Appreciate you stopping by, bub. Man, this this has been so fun. I've been I've been looking forward to get on with you you guys uh, for a long time. I've been really watching you, Pat. You know, since uh, since you kind of started this thing, you've just elevated the game, dude. And and I get a, a kick out of just listening to all the shit you come up with. Um, <laughs> you know, no pun intended, but yeah, it is yeah. it is classic in your wrestling stuff. I mean, it's it's just it's perfect for you. And I knew it, you know, when we played against each other. So, you know, congrats to you guys on on the show and the success. And if I can ever be any help to you, or you want to, you know, do some more of this stuff, I'd be happy. Come on, Lonnie, we'd love to chat with you. We also got a massive booze hound in the making. His name's Evan Fox. Oh, yeah. Whoa, he will drink you guys out of wine if you could. <laughs> yeah, ladies uh-huh. and gentlemen. Please. Game time. It's Friday, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and I like gentlemen, that merch too. Lonnie Paxson. Yeah, the merch is stuff. Yeah. Thank you, Lonnie. Yeah. Woo! So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions. Hey! millions of dollars to their users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said. 
Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. You know, uh, there was a little bit of a miscommunication last week between myself and FanDuel. We worked that out. That's kind of how things operate whenever you're in a business relationship with each other. But even if we weren't in a business relationship with FanDuel, it'd be hard to say that we wouldn't use the FanDuel Sportsbook app. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it now. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel, shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. AJ Hawk is joining us from Ohio. How you doing, AJ? Darius Butler live down here at the FanDuel uh, Beach House. Darius. Claim. I don't like that uh, on the ticker. Claims. In all caps, claims to be a heat lifer. Zio's laptop just crashed. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's not that song. I don't hear it anymore. Well, I told, I said that the show was wrapping up in the computers. <laughs> it knew. They probably oh, heard okay. that. They probably heard that. Probably mailed it in on the weekend or whatever. But I'm sorry, go back to what you were saying. All I heard was no, a lady yelling. No, I'm just yelling. watching the ticker, and I see uh, oh, says, yeah. uh, Darius Butler claims to be a heat lifer. Yeah, so that is. Life. I'm loyal. Do you want to know who that is potentially that does that, or do you I w- know? I would, uh. I was think I think it's Gump. Yeah, well, uh-huh. that would be hundred percent right. Uh, Gumpy yeah. is the ticker adder and uh, ticker it's fucked up tatter. The ticker ticker tinker. The ticker tinker yes. is a Canadian painter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what he puts up there, it is an honor to make it up there. I think I think him taking a shot at you though is something that people will see no matter what the video is about. That is going to scroll across the bottom, yeah. and you think that's a little bit slanderous, a little bit libel now at this point because it has been written. Ooh, no slanders, man. It's What's that up. all about? You think the Heat are going to win it all? <sighs> this year, no. Okay, no, I do not. They stink, huh? No, a very good team, great culture. I just don't think we have the talent to win it all this year. Did you watch the NBA the other night? Yeah, the uh, Lakers-Warriors game. Yeah. yeah, I stayed up till 3 in the morning to watch that one. Good, five, great game, though. Great game. 5.6 million viewers, allegedly. That's that's the amount of viewers. That is a big number in my eyes, especially for the time it was on. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. people that hate the NBA, though, have come out and said, can't even break anywhere near what blah, blah, blah in the NFL does when you got LeBron and Steph in there. And I guess that's a valid point. But 5.6 million people watching, I think, is a big thing for the NBA. That's awesome, let alone the Huge. online content. And Bron Bron looks to be back, isn't he? He's shooting at three rims, dude. Yeah. <laughs> shooting at three rims, yeah, bro. Three rims. Hey, you, by I the way, the shot clock. I saw you tweet it out that before the end of the game. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that is a little contradictory there. But you tweeted out, I bet Braun's going to say he didn't see when he shot that. And then literally his first – actually, I think as soon as he made the shot, he turned around – I can't yeah. see. Can't so, see, bro. I can't oh, see. Yeah. Well, I just want. I hope he gets the respect he deserves. He shot that. Is thing that self handicapping or that's the opposite? No, it's him letting people know, like, hey, listen, I'm fucking part Steve right now, dude. Yeah. Okay, I got one eye. You saw what the Michigan State product yeah. Draymond Green did to my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People won't give me any credit for this, but I shot this thing with one eye. <laughs> okay, and nobody's giving me any credit. I think that's why he said, "Are you a LeBron guy or no?" Big LeBron guy. He is. Uh, that's the one thing. If it was one thing I wouldn't be a fan of with LeBron is just the dramatics. Well, you know, I was always a diehard LeBron fan. 
little dramatic. I was always a diehard LeBron fan. Saw LeBron in high school come to Pittsburgh and beat the dog shit out of the <laughs> Pennsylvania All-Star team. It was just his high school team. Pennsylvania All-Star team played. He dunked from the foul line, I think, in front of everyone. And I was oh. like, oh, this guy is awesome. And at that point, he had already had, I believe, the Hummer and the Nike deal. The whole thing oh, yeah. had happened at that point. He was really just getting going. I'm like, this guy's awesome. I think I'd seen him out in Cleveland play, too, young, whenever he was younger. I'd, I, I had a friend or whatever that drove over there their family and we watched him play it was it was one of those things where he was like i feel like a part of our generation LeBron yeah, yeah. what is he a year older than us yeah i think but so yeah legend man put his guys on too he was the first example that i saw of that like an athlete bringing his like his you know day one boys like you did and just and, you know put everybody on and everybody's doing you know number one agent in the game now the nba game and then um his expectations like he's left i would probably say the highest expectation of any athlete ever coming out and he's kind of exceeded them. So uh, shout out to Brun Brun. Yeah, and by the way, not just exceeded the expectations on the court, but off the court too yeah. somehow with everything that you talked about with not only his boys, but the community. And, yeah. and also no massive in a world where everything is exploited and seen and heard about. No massive like PR disasters yeah. that nope. seem to be inevitable for everybody if yep. you're going to be at a LeBron James level. And with the world handed to him when he was like 16, <laughs> it's before he even got in the NBA. The world was just handed to him like, hey, you're the king. You're the, you are the guy. Here's a, here's a hundred million dollars. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, okay, okay, all right. And he somehow handled the whole thing. But And I've always been a fan. Yeah. When you get around people that aren't fans, though, you do start to notice what you were talking about, like oh, the yeah. dramatics, the like, <laughs> the you know, like he starts saying things, and I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then your friends, like, oh, you didn't hear him say, <laughs> you didn't hear him just pat himself on the back to say that he was this, and then that. I was like, oh, I guess he did. Yeah, I guess he yeah. did do that. Oh, I could see you. Oh, so you hate him for that? He's like, yeah, fucking hate him. I'm like, oh, okay, that's not how I feel at all. But he's greatest of all time, in my eyes. The decision, you know, going to the heat, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that, and then, yeah. you know, trademark and taco Tuesday. Well, he didn't know. There's a few others. Know. You know, the barbershop thing. Barbershop thing. Yeah. You know. I mean, there's a whole series. He didn't know yeah. what, huh? He didn't know Taco Tuesday was already a thing. Right. <laughs> he thought he came up with it. He wanted to, he wanted to patent that trademark. Jesus. Oh, yeah. It's a taco. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, man. He's a, uh, Todd, you know, I'm sure he's a voracious reader. Big time. <laughs> yep. oh, yeah. Those He's read The Godfather like a thousand times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah people do hate him. Big those, book guy. Those yeah. blatant lies. Yeah. People say every uh, time he gets taken, you know, a photo gets taken of him with a book. He's always on the first page. People love Starting to point over. that out. What well, he he's publicly letting his fans know if they would like to be a part of his book club now. Yeah. This is the book we're starting Just today. Starting. We are starting this book today. Mm-hmm. You won't see it until we finish this thing. We're doing this together. That's what he's doing. But. I could see how, once again, the people who hate him hate him for what you just said and why I like him still. And I'm like, I see it as this. I think you hate him, though. You're I, a hater. Hey, I don't hate him. Boston I used fans. to hate Boston Yeah, Boston hates LeBron. I used to hate LeBron. I don't hate him anymore. I'm just pointing out all the things that people say on why they hate him. As a businessman, he owns this uh, Red Sox now. That's right. He's part of Fenway Sports Group. We got the GOAT. That's why the Sox are in first place right now. Oh, because he's the greatest of all time? Yeah. He's he's bringing that mentality, that prom prom mentality to the Boston Red Sox. Hey, let's go real real hot take. If LeBron wins this one, (laughs) okay, with who he's going to have to beat, how he's going to have to beat coming off of this ankle injury, and now he's potentially – Seven, by the way, year whatever, 17, yep. 17 straight years, 25-point average. 18, year 18, I think, right? 
I think it's 17 straight. I don't think he averaged 25 his first year. I think it's year 18. Okay, so 18th year, still coming off of the bubble <laughs> championship off of COVID. If he wins this year, everybody has to say he's the greatest of all time? Is that what has to happen? Yes. I think so. so. He filmed the so. movie as well. Filmed and movie. he's Space Jam. Yeah. They are the first seven seed to be favored over a two seed, I believe, to win a series ever in the history of the NBA. Well, that means they're doing it right over there for sure. What are you – um? <laughs> <laughs> you know like, how does that I guess because he was hurt he was out yeah, Anthony yeah, Davis yeah. coming yeah. back too oh, yeah, that's only easy. reason they're the seven seed yeah you the game s- uh, disparity between like the seven seed to the three seed or whatever is like only a few games so it does make sense he does do stuff though that pisses people off AJ. Oh, yeah. I mean people get very mad at LeBron AJ I mean very mad at that guy yeah, I wanted to ask like uh, the specific things because like D-Butt said I, I was in Ohio I saw LeBron play in high school he's one year younger than me and the expectations were through the roof for this dude and he has exceeded all the expectations on the court and he hasn't gotten trouble off the court really so what yeah what is it just those little like, is it just a bunch of little things like that that he yeah. says and does i think so yeah just being around some haters of his and i'd never been around haters because i think everybody in the locker room's like uh what this dude's been able to do is impressive i think everybody that i've maybe was in my life on a regular basis and then you know you go back to pittsburgh and you go around some people and something happens I'm like, oh, okay, and then immediately it's, oh, fuck that guy. I'm like, what, what did that guy, what did that guy do? And then you start hearing it, and then you'll get a text from that same friend or potentially when he does something else, and you're like, oh, of course, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. Like, that's, it. you just, I start to hear and see why, but yeah. I don't feel that way. When you're on that level, I mean, you're going to, your haters are going to grow as you grow, you know, so it's yeah. part of it, part of the game. I'm sure you, you know, you get more haters every day. Oh, well, every day. Uh, more and more people learn that they, uh, they despise <laughs> me. I mean, it is everything about me. Everything about me for some people just, you know, really gets them upset. Some people get really worked up about everything that I do. Uh, the face, you know, that's a problem for some people. Mm-hmm. The voice, oh, the way I speak. Fuck that guy. The way I dress. Oh, they hate it. The, <laughs> the friends I have. Oh, the people. The everything. Everything about it. It's cool. But it's. A, I told uh, Orshlovsky this one day. Orshlovsky put out. <laughs> he looked like that whenever you were friends with him at UConn, by the way. That oh, photo, yeah. That photo that hit you the internet. Oh, Dano, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dano! Dano! Hey, Zito, you should try to find that UConn photo or whatever. This thing made you... Did you see this, AJ? No, what? I haven't... No, it's a picture of Dane Orslovsky during his time in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, oh, so man. it's no context college football account, and they just post random pictures from the history of college football. <laughs> and it's just no context they just posted. This particular one was a team photo day, Dane Orslovsky solo shot, classic football, Neil hold ball, face stare down to the camera. And Dan, I, I'd assume it had to be freshman year there, huh? This had it to be is. freshman year? I assume yes. this is freshman Dan. Man, he's tough. <laughs> hey, people forget Dan, best player in Connecticut. Hey, what? Dan was big time. Hey. He, was big, he, he put UConn on the map back in the day. Um, I was Man. I redshirted my rookie, uh, my freshman year, so I was his scout team corner. Did you guys uh, play against each other? You guys, so you guys probably got along. That was my well. games. Those are my games. Playing, you know, going against him. So, uh, how'd you do? Yeah, used to kill him. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, I used to kill Dan. True freshman. Buck sixty soaking wet out there picking shit off left and right, <laughs> <laughs> getting cursed out by the OC Rob Ambrose. Shout out Coach Ambrose, dude. Hey, if he runs out, jump the out, 
Coach, Pac-Man not jumping this out route. <laughs> <laughs> first round. Number nine is not jumping this out route. I'm not jumping that shit. I'm getting a pick. That was, Big East, three. That was Big East football with Pac. And uh, also alongside Pac, uh, a man at uh, West Virginia was Chris Henry then. And yep. uh, Rasheed Marshall was quarterback, I assume, right? Is that the... That was in 2004. So this was before Pat White. So, yeah, so, so whoever was right before Probably Pat Rasheed. White. And then, um, by the way, that guy's... I up. wasn't playing. I was practice. That was my No, but games. I'm saying, when, when you say like Pac-Man's not jumping on that, like, yeah. that West Virginia team, that Big East, that West Virginia team was very good at that. Oh, for sure. It was a, uh, it was very cool to kind of follow them and watch the team that I was a part of just beat the dog shit out of <laughs> UConn. Yeah. Just beat. I was standing on the sideline. I wasn't doing much. Okay, I was not a part of this thing, but at all, it felt like when we played UConn, extra points. It, yeah, extra points, man. A lot of those, dude. It was. I don't know why you guys had a good team. Donald Brown was almost a Heisman. Yeah. I don't know why. It just felt like, we, for whatever reason, what we had, you guys didn't. Yeah, for it, some reason, when, whenever you start to learn a, a, another school's fight song, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know it's not going good. Shout out Dan Orlovsky. He looked good there. Uh, let's get some phone calls, shall we? Meme up. What's that, Dan? Yeah. Now it is. Proud of Shelton. Per source, Patrick Mahomes is ahead of schedule in his rehab and will participate in the Chiefs OTAs that start on May 25th. The thought right now is he will do some stuff and will then be fully ready to go for training camp. This coming via James Palmer at James Palmer TV. Shout out Patrick Mahomes. Boy, Patrick. He posted a photo, I think it was on Easter. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was on Easter with his wife and baby, and he had a boot on his leg, clearly. And I thought to myself, <laughs> okay. Is everything, congratulations. Yeah. Is, I actually said congratulations, all right? Is everything all right? I completely forgot about his foot being injured from the season or whatever. Yeah. I had assumed that we were past that already, but I guess it was only two months and some change after that. The surgery happens. Now we're hearing he's back on track. That's good for everybody. Congrats to Patrick Mahomes getting through a tough rehab, I'd assume, uh, tough off season, and trying to have uh, a successful season with the uh, target on your back for the rest of your career. So I, I think he's probably cut off for this thing. Yeah, I mean, like when we first saw this, he like you actually had like a back and forth with him, and it didn't seem like he was worried. really yeah worried at all. Like he knew he was going to be ready to go. So hey, and I didn't think we should be worried at all. And then I what saw kind of the surgery. What, what kind of surgery did he have? Do you know? I don't remember. Maybe planner. Okay, it wasn't like the Liz Frank deal, right? No, That's remember it was was it like a sigmoid something? Oh, a sesamoid. Yes. It was a sesamoid in your yeah. foot, which is a ligament that holds your bones together, I think, is broken. So it's like a focal point. I think you have a couple of them in your foot because uh, it's where the, the things connect. Yep. And in yep. your foot, there's a lot of little parts there. Big Ben's elbow. Yeah, the, the, it's also a, a joint thing. So a sesamoid was injured. That was it. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. The old sesamoids. Man, we had quite a science day that day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big science. Big day. science day. We're like fucking smart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sesamoid. I mean, that's a great word to begin with. I might use it tonight. Somebody's going to be attacking somebody's sesamoid. <laughs> yeah. Got to, dude. Sesamoids are everywhere. Darius. That's some fucking team doctors over here. What did, what did Dak injure? I saw he was supposed to be back and ready well, for he training had a cramp. camp. That was a cramp. Uh, that was a Dak Prescott, yeah, he had, <laughs> so he had, you know, he he he's bounced back though. He got a bunch of water in his system. Yeah, the, 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 the banana, so the cramp the kept him out of the yeah the cramp. Season. Couple oranges, one of the worst cramps of all time, Darius. Jeez. You don't understand. That was what they are referring to in an asshole manner, <laughs> and they should not have done what they just did right there. Is uh, Tony Romo uh, uh, did did diagnose that as a potential cramp whenever it originally happened and. To Tony Romo's credit, though, none of us, 
knew what the hell was going on there. Now, I don't think you anybody think thought knew. it was a cramp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tony, I can see the bone sticking out of his leg. I don't think it's a cramp. No. <laughs> so Maybe he had a cramp at the same time. Maybe Tony Sheesh. noticed his hammy was cramping too. Yeah, you know, everybody's, hey, yeah. let's not get distracted by that bone popping out there. It looks like his calf is tightening. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you see that ball? I've had one of those before. They're going to have to roll that out. Yeah. Maybe roll it out with the shin action. Yeah, well, a couple of things. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, enough. Tony didn't deserve that. I've said a lot of dumb things live. That's one of, you know, that just so happened to be. But he got surgery done by the Cowboys mm-hmm. associated doctor. He got rehab with a Cowboys associated rehab. And then he signed that monster deal. We're assuming we don't know anything, right, AJ? I don't think we know anything. But we, this show has taken a stance that we assume he'll be back. But that one video they showed, he kind of hobbled back out of that thing, you know? But guys have, at the tail end of rehab, made massive steps quickly because it's kind of like things happening up. I don't know the fucking injury, though. I have no idea. He'll be back. Yeah, if they were worried, they probably would have brought Dalton or someone else back in, right? Just to have a second option, just in case. Uh, Andy Dalton was commanding fourteen mil a year or something like <laughs> That's that. That's true. What did Chicago pay him? Uh, ten. ten. Ten, right? Yeah. He's a starter. QB one. That's I don't right. think Andy wanted to stick around in Dallas after his brains got spilled all over the turf, <laughs> and no one helped him up. I think he was like, you know what, Jerry? It's been great, but I'm gonna get the hell out of here. <laughs> I'm from Texas. Yeah. 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 I'll be back down here. Right. Okay. I'll. I'll I'll end up being buried in the great state of Texas down here. And, Jerry, you and I both know we love this place, but I'm going to have PTSD every time I put on it. <laughs> yeah. team hates me. Why did they not help him up, AJ? What happened? I, don't, I was hoping they didn't see it or something, but I don't know, man. They saw it. Film says that they seen him and walked right by him, and he was dead yeah. down there. That's tough, dude. Maybe they, maybe they thought, like, hey, it's, you know, maybe it's a neck injury. You don't want to touch him. Smart. Just like last night, uh, Tavares – Oh yeah! Oh man! He got kneed in the mouth after or in the head after something. Oh, that was scary! Scary! Yeah. Scary! Yeah, scary! Yeah, I saw that shit. But hockey players are so tough, so tough, and it, hockey players are absurd. That's why you see like four teeth are probably missing in some of them. They they take they run they run headers right into a wall that does not move really, and then they just get up and skate off. It's a it's a very impressive toughness that is needed to be a hockey player with that being said last night it almost like was a detriment because they were almost like asking him like get up or whatever and just like you just brought up or whoever just brought up about how on a field you're told like hey don't you have no idea what could bet hockey's not like that it's almost like uh it's almost a part of the sport like get up let's go ahead and get out of here boys boys." he got carted off though that was scary you seen it you watch it live i saw saw that shit uh ever (laughs) happened to you on a field any any of those moments ever happened um no just a I had a bad knee, actually against West Virginia my senior year, but um, I never had to get carted off, carted off, I don't think. How about? I've seen it with teammates. It's scary, and even opponents. It's just a scary kind of, because we all know you're kind of one play away um, playing that violent game, so yeah, that was that was tough. But with this, so I saw, do they have to, like, is it mandatory they have to fight after that? Something like that happens? Yeah, it's like, a, hey, you got to like answer. Okay. Got to You okay. took our guy it. up. Uh-huh. I respect it. Now, granted, it was kind of a hit and an awkward type, yeah, thing. it wasn't intentional. Yeah. But hockey's a big fuck you, no, or fuck me, no, no, fuck you guy. They're yeah. big. Mm-hmm. I like it. Hockey's big in that. Huge. Like it. It, there, there was actually six people in the box after uh, uh, of in the Pens game. The yeah. Caps, no, Caps Rangers. Remember that? Oh, oh yeah, they yeah, dropped yeah. the mitts. In the Pens game, right there was away. as well yeah. because there was like a right strap. Right out of the gate, right? Yeah, yeah but Pat. as soon as the game, what's up, Nick? That so last night, uh, Nick Foligno of the Leafs did fight Corey Perry, who was the one who kneed uh, Tavares in the head, and it was accidentally. And a lot of people were not happy 
that he did it. A lot of people were like, hey, look, it was an accident. He didn't mean to do it. They didn't really see the need for it. Yeah, because I thought it was kind of an awkward, you know, and I'm hockey aficionado. I've been watching my whole life, but I don't know the ins and outs as much as I can because I can't skate, to be honest. But (laughs) it's one of those things where hockey, though, he just has to answer, right? I assume that's what... That's the code. That's what they always talk about. How'd the the fight go, Nick? You hear the code. That's it right there. If you you hurt a star player, you're going to have to answer the bell and you're going to have to fight for it. But that one... It was probably hard for the least players to see from the bench. They probably didn't get the same, like they didn't get the benefit of seeing all the replays and everything. But it was still like people weren't thrilled about that one in particular. AJ wants to know how the fight went. Uh, not great. You can watch it. You can tell both guys were even kind of reluctant to do it. Yeah. And Perry didn't really want to do it. He just knew he had to. Hockey, though, you know, Sam was talking about this the other night while we were watching the game. It has all the sports combined, including boxing. Right, yeah. which is yeah. pretty, which is pretty, pretty cool to think about. And there's, I think, I think, and I've said this, hockey has done a tremendously terrible job. Treme- it's tremendous how bad they have. Worst done. of all time, horrible. Just, it's horrible. it's tremendous how inept that league, the NHL, has been at promoting the game. Now let's hope the ESPN and the Turner deal will change things. But Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL, he should have been on every show before the NHL playoffs, and he should have been around going, hey, listen, our sport, they're flying around faster than every other sport. You hear about these 4-2s, you hear about these 4-3s, 4-4s. These guys are on ice skates. They're going 2-5s, okay? These guys are (laughs) flying around. There's fighting, there's action, there's skill, there's talent. There's going to be drama, intensity. There's going to be everything. And what they're mic'd up, by the way, these guys are like guys that you were pulling for. From small villages in Russia all the way to Finland in Canada and then there's American board and like you could just the way you could sell it is something you very easy to do and the NHL hasn't done what, it. What percentage of the NHL like a ballpark is are like foreign players from like Canada or Russia? So, so I thought there was a chance that the Americans could die off in this whole thing because of how hard it is to become you have to like it's like you have to be willing to put your body through like just grueling pain. You got to be skating at like 5.30 a.m. You got to toughen it up. You got to do yeah. all this shit. So I thought there was a chance that the people who potentially used to play hockey because it's expensive. Hockey Super costs, expensive. Hockey costs money to play here in America. It does because there's ice time. There's pads. There's yeah. everything like that you have to pay for. So it is a bit expensive. I thought there was a chance that not as many Americans would play because they would choose to do other things. Like I think that demo of kid who potentially would go into hockey because you, you – I think it has to do I thought they would go elsewhere it's not happening by the way I, I think Americans getting into the league is actually growing at this point okay. For, I think I'm not that could be I could be completely wrong but it's a very it's a very diverse league I mean yeah my first exposure well, I don't know if I would say it's a very diverse country league. country just, oh gosh. country okay, diverse gotcha, gotcha. yeah but just, you're right though. just watching it but my first hey, exposure right, was a game a video game, NHL, uh, used to be like EA Sports used to make it, I think. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. I used to love that game just for the fights. We used to go out our way to figure out how to get to a fight. and um, But actually playing it in, in between the fights, it's fun. To kind of you know, further upon what you said there, like when P.K. Subban became like a big name for the NHL, that was huge, I thought. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, this is a big deal. Like, here's a guy who hopefully can make people think like, okay, I can make it too if I want to get in there. And by the way, I think that would have made the game a lot better. I think it's just so difficult in America to really get in there. Yeah, but then the old dinosaurs of the sport did what they did and tried to silence him and bury him, and he's been bounced around teams, and he just gets gets blackballed, for lack of a better term. Really? 
Why is oh, that? Yeah. Why is that? Because he he talked too loud, too much of a distraction. Not a team guy. They just get labeled with these things, and it's just like it is in the NFL. You guys talk about it all the time. If you get labeled a distraction, it's really hard to come back from that. See, yeah. like that's bullshit. Yeah, you know, and I think that's something now in 2021 where I think a lot more of the world would be like, oh, that's clearly what is happening here. You know, move along because the guy was a player, right? Absolute stud. Yeah, he's one of the best in the league. And he's he's declined slightly skill wise, but he's still a damn good player. Yeah. Well, and hey, he was he was going out with Lindsey Vaughn, wasn't was he? Engaged yeah, her, so he was like yeah. a celebrity power couple too. Yeah, they broke up. Yeah, when his career's done, he's going to be on TV, and it's going to be a great thing for the sport. Well, by the way, just a little heads up to the sport. Could have that now still. Yeah. Could have Make that, that happen. Could have yeah, that really. now. The hockey guy. Hey, oh, D boy. One NHL hockey though, like. You hear some of the, like Evgeny Malkin. Just This is just one guy who's on the Pens, the team that I am a fan of uh, and have been my entire life. This guy was drafted to the NHL, okay, out of Russia. Had to go into hiding because the Russian mob would have taken him and not let him go and would have, like, basically... Do his, had to go into hiding, <laughs> escape to America to play for the Penguins. Then they had to get his family out because his family's... Here. So his family comes over to Pittsburgh, and then his family gets put on the Jumbotron. They're, like, the most <laughs> famous couple in Pittsburgh, basically. And Gino has had this, obviously, storied career. I think now he can go back, but for a while he couldn't go back or do anything like that. Like, wow. there is so much shit in the NHL that you could market if you had just one ounce of like oh we should try to grow anywhere in a conversation i don't think they have that at all he got smuggled out in the middle of a game right wasn't that the story with malkin to get him out i think yeah it was like right after a game in finland or sweden i can't remember the country exactly his team was playing and and they he basically just snuck away after the game hid in a hotel and then got flown out the next day yeah it was like real life i thought they pulled him off the ice and they were like hey we gotta get on the plane right now hey listen we just put a tranquilizer on the guy that's watching you. <laughs> yeah. We have got to get out of here. Uh, let's get to a break. That's Hey, by the way, Gino's back to assist last yeah. night. Had a baby Gene. Islanders won when Gino wasn't playing. Hey, but the Penguins drafted him. Did they draft him knowing that they were going to have to smuggle him out? I believe there's kind of a knowledge of how things operate over there, I'd assume. This is how it's always been, you know. This song's called Putin Pucks In. And I believe that first name there has a pretty good say about what pucks get to go in. You know yeah. what I mean? To where. <laughs> Who's shooting where. I think there's pretty good. Who knows what it's like now, but it was definitely like that then. And then, like, just like all the pond... I mean, the, the pond hockey... Sto- there's just so many stories that could potentially be told, and they fuck it up. Now's the time they should be pushing it. I guess we'll do it for you, but... It's a good sport, too. Especially if they want to grow the game. Fun sport. It is a fun sport to watch, right? It is. Violent sport. Uh, fat, like you said, fast, a lot of speed, light up and down. Um, I like it. Teamwork. The the cardiovascular now corners and and how hard is that? Is that watch? Go watch some of their like training. They have like some of the training docs. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looks, it looks like nothing I could do, boss. I assume you could do, but I could not figure it out. I assume a lot of others couldn't either as well. Let's get to a break. On the other side, AJ, how about some phone calls, huh? Ooh. Huh? Let's do it. I bet we have some people that have been waiting a long time. Some of the regulars on there still. Okay, so we got Kyle, Josh, Michael. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this name. Uh, spell it. Kwame? It's about <laughs> oh. top of your no smoke list. <laughs> That's a great line, by the way. Yeah. I'm going to use that on SmackDown tonight. A prophet once said. <laughs> it's right after you say, well, welcome to the cock, right? Peacock. <laughs> This yeah. is on Fox, though. 
Okay, so that would be misconstrued. Cool. Well, you could you got to reference the the pay per view that you had on the cock. Only available, yeah. WrestleMania Backlash was magical. Only available to be seen on the cock, Peacock. <laughs> but tonight we will recap everything. Ginger, please do it. Please do it. And see if Vince chimes in. Ginger Nick, nice on the phone. Oh, he typed it in. Yeah, if if that's what he dubbed himself, you can call him that. I don't know how like the Andy Daltons though feel about that whole thing. My oh, roommate Reed, huh? They love it. The Red Rocket. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think do? it says Ginger Rocket, though. You know what sure. I mean? Ginger Jesus, though. Well, gingers have no soul, they said on things. Like the, the ginger no, name, I think. I've never I heard thought, of that. Yeah, yeah. I thought that kind of has gone uh, full yeah. People South said Park, that. Yeah, South people Park. said that for sure. I, don't know who I mean, I didn't say it to my roommate. My roommate, who was a redhead, Reed Williams. You probably, I don't know. He's a good guy. Reed Williams, good guy. Yeah. Farmer. Middle linebacker for West Virginia. Okay, linebacker, yeah. yeah, redheaded guy. Mm -hmm. He had good red hair, but he's still redhead. You good know? chicken. What's that? He has good chicken. Yeah, he sells all the chickens to basically every. He's doing well with the chickens. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. out. Hey, thanks for the chickens, Reed. We eat them. Thank you, Reed. <laughs> Everybody eats them, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His chickens are fucking everywhere, dude. Oh, yeah. But the chicken business, I have learned, is an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. fickle, correct? It is a fickle business, yeah. yeah. Mm. It's like ass pennies. Well, I think it, it's not like ass pennies, and we will move on. <laughs> this is the Pat McAfee Show. <laughs> Friday, May. Why did you put that into Zito's life, AJ? Oh, uh, I love it. You're welcome, Z. Okay, that's the show. Uh, thank you to everyone who listened, watched, all the guests that we had all week. If you haven't already, uh, episode five of Mr. Friday Night and Evan Foxy joint is available on YouTube right now. Give you a little behind the scenes look at um, what goes into these weeks, you know, from Indy to Tampa and everything in between. They're a lot of fun. And also make sure you tweet hashtag end of pod squad. Send a picture to us. Let us know uh, what you're doing while you're listening to the podcast. We'll be giving out some money to uh, to people who send that hashtag in. We appreciate the hell out of all you guys. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Cheers.